Section 26 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Tatiana Cicilla. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2, by Father Louis de Segur. The Ceremonies of the Church. In all times, religion has made use of outward ceremonies through which to express, by visible signs, those sentiments of adoration, thanksgiving, and praise which spring up beneath her holy influence, and the heart of man brought face to face with his creator. When these feelings cease to be concentrated in the depths of the heart, when they find outward utterance and become visible to the eyes of men, they are subjected to certain forms, or ceremonies, which constitute the public worship of the children of God. We may say that religious ceremonials, considered in their widest sense, have not only come down to us from the time of the apostles, but from the very cradle of the human race. We read in the sacred writings that God, after creation, blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, that is to say that he set it exclusively apart for his own worship, teaching to Adam, our first father, who was by adoption the child of God, the manner in which this day must be employed. This primitive form of divine worship, outwardly rendered to the Lord, was gradually developed by the command of God himself into the Jewish religion. And Moses, the great prophet of the ancient law, received upon Mount Sinai, in the midst of thunder and lightning, those ceremonial laws which he transmitted to the people of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ, having come into the world to teach men to adore God in spirit and in truth, did not for that reason suppress the outward ceremonies of the ancient law. He not only preserved many, but he also instituted new ones, and he left the Holy Spirit to his church in order that his divine work might be preserved and developed throughout succeeding ages. And thus, from the very origin of Christianity, we see the apostles making their regulations with regard to divine worship, celebrating religious assemblies, consecrating certain edifices for Christian meetings, celebrating the sacrifice of the Mass, etc. And St. Paul reminds the faithful of Corinth that he received from Jesus Christ himself all that he prescribes to them touching the sacrifice and the communion of the Holy Eucharist. The apostles, who remained together at Jerusalem for many years after the resurrection and ascension of our Lord, celebrated together the divine offices, and gave themselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word, as St. Luke relates in the Acts of the Apostles. After their dispersion into different parts of the world for the preaching of the gospel, they initiated the Christian societies, which they formed in different nations, in the same true faith, the same Christian morality, and the same divine worship. Thus, notwithstanding the difference of languages and customs, we find throughout the whole Catholic world that all sacred ceremonies are everywhere substantially the same. And in the Holy Sacrifice, which is the center of Christian worship, we see all the most important parts unchanged. The sign of the cross, the recitation or singing of the Psalms, the reading of the inspired writings of the Old and New Testaments, principally from the Holy Gospels, the instruction or sermon which followed on Sundays and feast days, the offering of bread and wine, the elements of the Eucharist, the preface or preparation for the solemn moment of consecration, the consecration of the Holy Eucharist by the bishop or priest by means of the words spoken by our Lord at the Last Supper, and both before and after the prayer for the living and the dead, the Lord's Prayer followed by the kiss of peace, the communion, the thanksgiving, the benediction of the priest, the use of certain vestments, and the observance of certain rites. In one word, the foundation is everywhere the same and the differences are most trifling. The origin of these differences may be easily explained by the necessity the apostles and their first successors found of conforming to the different habits and customs of various nationalities, and thus propagating the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And next came the modifications brought about by time, and authorized by the authority of the pontiffs, 
to whom Jesus Christ, the Son of God, promised his assistance, even unto the end of the world, and whom he charged with the direction of all that relates to the preservation of the faith, the maintenance of Christian morality, and the majesty of divine worship. The ceremonies and ancient formulas of prayers, many of which come down from apostolic times and from the first ages of the Church, are preserved in certain books, the integrity of which is guarded by the popes and bishops, and which are called the Missal, the Ritual or Sacramentary, the Breviary, and the Ceremonial. In the chapters which follow, we propose to explain briefly the principal religious ceremonies of the Church, and shall speak particularly of the churches, the ceremonies of the Mass, the vestments, and sacred vessels, and lastly, of the evening services, such as Vespers, Compline, and Benediction. We shall see by this simple explanation how ill-founded are the prejudices which exist against the Catholic faith, which necessarily appears the more holy, the more perfect, and the more worthy of God and men in proportion as it becomes more clearly understood. A little knowledge drives away religion, said the celebrated English philosopher, Lord Bacon, and a true and profound knowledge restores faith and confirms the Christian. End of section 26.